0: Blog Talk Radio. Good morning everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series. I am Amy Zellmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today I will be talking with Dr. Kabran Chapik about his book, Concussion Rescue. This episode is brought to you by the Functional Neurology Center, a Minneapolis-based clinic staffed by a caring and progressive team of functional neurologists who are leaders in neural recovery and experienced in treating complex concussion cases with dysautonomia, vertigo, dizziness, whiplash, and migraine. They are the concussion doctors you can trust for comprehensive brain health in the Midwest. They have greatly helped me and many others. You can find them online at the thefunctionalneurologycenter.com. Hello, everyone. I am Amy Zelmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project. And I'm the author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Road Back to Normal, which is available on Amazon. And I recently launched the Brain Health Magazine. You can grab your free digital subscription at thebrainhealthmagazine.com. You can learn more about me and the podcast at FacesofTBI.com, and be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. and don't forget to join my Facebook group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Dr. Kabran Shapek, and he has been a staff physician at the Amen Clinic since 2013. As a graduate of Bastyr University in the Seattle area, he is an expert in the use of functional and integrative treatments and collaborates extensively with many of the AMEN Clinic's physicians. He has a special interest in the assessment and treatment of Alzheimer's and dementia, traumatic brain injuries, PTSD, and anxiety disorders. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Chopik.
1: Thank you, Amy. I'm I'm looking forward to talking with you.
0: Yeah, really. I'm excited to have you here today. And, um, you know, the Amen centers come up all the time in my Facebook group. So I'm happy to have someone um, representing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, you know, we've been around. Dr. Amen, who founded the centers, has been around since, um, well, started this facility uh, 30 years ago. Um, So we've been doing it a while. I've been with the group for. Yeah, so like you said, since 2013, and I, I simply love it because of the uh, I get to use all of my naturopathic medical tools to help people.
0: Yeah, so I would love for you to start with sharing. You know, how did you come to working mm-hmm. in the brain injury world? What brought you here? Yeah.
1: Well, I first worked at a partial hospital program, which is like a residential treatment center where people are there for alcohol addiction, drugs, um, addiction, depression, anxiety, a a lot of PTSD. And I worked there for about six years, became medical director of that facility, and learned a tremendous amount about uh, mental health. That was my training. And then I started working at Amen Clinics. And what I realized very quickly is that in the past, you know, now it's been 12 years working in mental health. Um, that one of the major causes of mental illness is mild traumatic brain injury, and no one knows about it. Mm-hmm. Or talking. You know about it,
0: but people are not <laughs> yeah. talking about it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, I, in my own journey, I got super frustrated, you know, originally I just kept mm -hmm. being told, Oh, we just have to give it more time. You just have to give it more time. Then eventually Mm -hmm. I was sent out for a neuropsych exam and she told me I was just depressed
1: and she wants to put me on
0: Ritalin and antidepressants and sleeping pills. And I remember looking at her and asking so how are those pills going to help my brain injury? And she right. just looked at me and said, well, oh, you're just depressed. And I'm like, no, oh. depression's a symptom. It's not the cause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like mm-hmm. it was almost no. like people didn't believe me. And I mean, my injury was significant. I was on an inclined driveway. I, my feet went straight up from under me. I was holding my dog. I landed on my head. I was knocked unconscious. Like, <laughs> Oh, it wasn't God. just like, oh, I bumped my head on a countertop, like, you know, it, it, which oh. I'm not dismissing that injury either because I've met people. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I had a very significant injury. And, you know, I know there's people struggling who didn't actually maybe hit their head, right? Like they were in a car mm-hmm. accident or some other random incident. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, blast how do you injuries. get the doctors yeah. to believe you? Yeah, blast injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I, I, I got to jump in just about the Amen Clinics. We do SPECT imaging, which is a kind of brain scan. Um, and so that's, that's one of the – I think one of the reasons why people don't um, – and it's easy to minimize is because you, because you can't see the injury. Uh, there's no objective data other than symptoms. I think history is enough, and we know our brains are so fragile – that uh, a hit to the head could cause swelling and damage and inflammation that will last for months and years. Uh, and and the current approach is that we just treat symptoms, we hope the brain heals, we cross our fingers, uh, but our brains are too precious to just stand on the side and not facilitate healing. So I think that's the thing is that it's so easy to minimize, and a lot of people who have had brain injury they um, they start to second guess themselves. Oh, maybe I am just depressed, or maybe it's in my head. Maybe I'm just getting older. My memory problem, but brain injuries do cause all of these symptoms, and that's something we need to remember.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I I saw one of Dr. Amen's TED talks um, a while back, and he talked about. You know, psychologists. Most doctors who work um, on, you know, an organ or whatever, they 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 can look at that, right? Like a cardiologist right. can check your blood pressure mm-hmm. and do an echocardiogram. Mm-hmm. Um, but the brain, you know, you're you're dealing with people's mental health. You can't look at it. I mean, yes, you can do right. a CT, but a CT mm-hmm. often will show nothing. Um, and right. so then when you guys mm-hmm. Um, start at your imaging, yeah. you've got a better look at it.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and CT and MRI, still helpful to rule out a brain bleed, of course. We want to rule that out initially. But uh, after the acute injury happens, MRI CT is normal. Let's look a little further, especially if someone's continuing to have symptoms. And so the type of imaging we do is called SPECT. S-P-E-C-T stands for single photon emission computed tomography. It's a mouthful, but essentially it is a type of functional brain scan looking at blood flow. So we're looking at brain activity versus the structural piece, which is the MRI and the CT. And we're looking for overactivity, parts of the brain that are working too hard. We're looking for underactivity, areas of the brain that are weak, and then patterns of instability or um, uh, basically brain injury and those look like asymmetry so maybe the one part of the brain is damaged on the left frontal lobe and then the right parietal lobe which is in the back right side and that can indicate certain types of injury in areas of the brain that may need help in particular so um, you know, there's studies like in the journal Plus One in 2013. They looked and they compared MRI to SPECT uh, for picking up mild traumatic brain injury and found that SPECT imaging picks up brain injury 94% of the time wh- when it's missed by CT and MRI. So it's much more sensitive at picking up brain injury than your standard uh, imaging.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in in that TED talk that I had watched, you know, he talked specifically mm-hmm. about brain injury, but he also talked about a lot of other, you know, like ADHD yeah. and other mm-hmm. um, disorders that are often written off as like behavioral problems or learning right. problems. And they're not. They're right. actually, you know, that. Mm-hmm. So, like, when a kid's acting out or or showing rage or anger or adults as well, um, there's always an mm-hmm. underlying condition, you know, like, that's yeah. a symptom. Right. Um, right. And I Absolutely. Think I, I don't understand how traditional doctors haven't caught up to this yet, right? Like, mm-hmm. I get it that they might not know how to treat it, but acknowledging it and sending them to the the proper, you know, resource, right? Um hmm so you know, how, aside from doing podcasts, <laughs> how can we like <laughs> you know what do, what do we do as a patient that 's not getting the right answers? How do we help people?
1: Well, I think it's continuing to you know as a patient, bringing your doctor studies like this, showing, hey, SPECT imaging could help us understand what 's going on with my brain versus an MRI if the MRI is normal doesn 't mean there's not a problem. Um, d- doing other types of testing. So, for example, um, trying to bring objective data to the discussion, I think really helps both doctors and patients and survivors, uh, whether that's labs, because there are labs that can look at, for example, pituitary damage. 25 to 50% of people with a history of uh, brain injury have damage to the pituitary gland. Is there ma- this is your master hormone gland in the brain, which send the signal to produce testosterone or estrogen or adrenal hormones or thyroid and can mimic and then cause some of the problems that are common with TBI, such as fatigue or, you know, just difficulty sleeping. And uh, so that's a simple blood test, which most doctors are willing to do. So I talked about the whole list of tests that should be done in in the book. Uh, And, you know, doing some objective measures. So there's impact testing, uh, which is a um, web based computerized test that can be done. I'm sure you've talked about it on the show previously before and after concussions in the beginning of each season, ideally. Um, so some sort of objective measure to uh, including balance testing and. Um, Uh, looking at eye movement, you know, neuro optometry, or many of the functional neurology folks will look at eyes and do an assessment. I don't know. I think that I'm not sure, you know, they say it takes 10 to 15 years for the conventional sphere to catch up. And I think I, I would just say, that's why I wrote this book is to get there's hundreds of studies, if not thousands that point to the things that we need to do to heal the brain from injury. And so I need, I want to get that information out there. And so a lot of patients just need to look into the uh, other, you know, outside of the conventional realm. You know, keep your doctor, of course, but also don't, if they say everything's normal, don't be afraid to look at, look to the functional neurology, look at the upper cervical chiropractors, do the labs, look at your diet, take the supplements that we know help quench that inflammation Um, I think that's really the key for people they're just going to have to advocate for themselves
0: yeah and you know I I do I just you know I'm a very independent kind of pushy person and I just remember Mm -hmm. you know I was so concussed for lack of better word (sighs) that first 15 months, right? Like, I didn't even know how mm-hmm. to advocate for myself. And, right. you know, I, I, like I said, I remember just looking at her going, how will this help my brain injury? Like, I knew an antidepressant mm-hmm. wasn't what I needed. <laughs> um, that's mm-hmm. just going to, like, mess up my brain chemistry even more. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, don't right. get me wrong, some people do need antidepressants, but I knew that that wasn't yeah. my underlying problem. Um, so... You know it, it i I didn't even know how to advocate for myself, and mm-hmm. it took me two and a half years to find functional neurology. Well, actually, he found me um mm. but you know, I can't say enough about it, you know like. I kept telling every doctor there was something wrong with my eyes and no, your eyes are fine. Your Uh -uh. eyes are fine. (laughs) And (laughs) it's just, it's so incredibly frustrating. You know, you go to everybody who has neuro in their name, because you assume neuro means brain and that they Mm -hmm. should understand Mm -hmm. how to help us. Um, right. So, you know, with amen clinics, Oh, where all are you guys located? You're kind of all over, aren't you?
1: All, so we have the west and east coast pretty well covered in Chicago so there's San Francisco uh, LA Costa Mesa is where Dr. Amen uh, is and I'm in Seattle up north and we have New York City uh, Reston, Virginia near Washington DC oh, yeah. Atlanta, Georgia
0: yep. and, and then Chicago, Chicago you, you said
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. awesome yeah and, uh, you know, it's, I, I think your point is so great about folks are not, not facilitating healing of the brain. And that's what makes the most sense, right? It's the most obvious thing we need to, I, I, to just give a little bit of, um, support to the docs. They may not have been trained and they may not know what to do. They're kind yeah. of helpless, like, okay, antidepressants, anti-seizure medication. If there's anger, um, but what or else headache. can I do? I know mm-hmm. headaches, Tylenol. Um, I've heard of hyperbaric oxygen. I've heard of these things, but I'm not sure about them, and they just—they're—they're they're cautious. So yeah, I—I've actually
0: met—I've actually met go patients ahead. who are told by their neurologist not to go to functional neurology. Like, they're straight up told, sure. if you go, you're no longer under my care. I'm, you know, you're leaving. Oh, you're horrible. not my patient anymore. It's horrible. And it's like, I think it's just so misunderstood. And, yeah. you know, if that if that mm-hmm. neurologist isn't doing anything for you, you know, the problem, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger problem is health care. And insurance mm-hmm. will often pay for traditional stuff, right, like the neurologist right. and um and it often won't pay for, um, alternative healthcare, Mm -hmm. you know, functional neurology, Mm -hmm. functional medicine, vision, vision therapy, um, Mm -hmm. spec scans probably. Um, Mm -hmm. so, you know, I mean, it is a whole other problem, but you know, if you can at least have that option to go see somebody who, you know, can actually help you. Um, yeah, yeah. So, right. So you have written, (laughs) sorry, we must have like some weird delay going on. (laughs) I don't know. It's weird. Um, So I was just going to say, you've written the concussion rescue. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about what's in that book and what someone, um, someone with a brain injury that picks it up, how might that help them?
1: Yeah. You know, Amy, I started writing the book uh, after I gave a lecture at a brain injury conference in Portland and so many people came up, uh, like you said, they had been depleted of their funds, so they were having a hard time affording, like they wanted to come to Amen Clinics, but had a difficult time affording it, Um, yet at the same time, as I mentioned, there's hundreds of studies pointing at what to do, and so what I did is put together what we do at Amin Clinics into a book format, so people could hopefully get some help on their own. And in the book, it's really a program to help those who have had either acute brain injury and are not getting better. Uh, Maybe it's been a few months later, um, they're still not getting better, or they have some other issue that may be related to a brain injury, such as um, uh, anger problems, memory problems, attention issues. And so, for example, um, there was this kid, Jeremy, we'll, we'll call him Jeremy. It's not his real name. Uh, he was 21 when he came to see me. And he was this jazz drummer, really talented guy, but he had been suicidally depressed since he was 14 years old. And he'd been to every therapist, been tried every class of medications to help his depression. He was just smoking pot, that was the only thing that helped him feel better. And When he came in, we scanned him, and it was clear that he had had a brain injury. His left temporal lobe and left frontal lobe were damaged, and he had mood problems and also attention problems as well. And so in his history, there was nothing mentioned in relation to the past brain injury. He hadn't listed anything. And so I asked him, he is there with his mother, have you ever – Dove into a shallow pool. Have you ever fallen off of a log? Have you ever fallen off of a horse? Had a car accident? Um, I should have asked him, have you ever slipped and fall fell? Um, I asked him, he said, no, no, no. Have you ever played contact sports? Oh, his mom said, remember when you were 13, you started playing football. That was, was the first and last year you played, but uh, you got matched against the coach's son who was already six feet tall at the time, and he was a scrawny little kid. And would have headaches after practice and just got pounded. And uh, so we put him on a program to help him to heal his brain in addition to changing his medications. And over the next several months, you know, and also he needed to stop smoking pot, he was able to stop smoking pot, his suicidal thoughts went away, eventually his depression went away, and now two years later... He's going to graduate from the Berklee School of Music here, I think, this spring, um, which is a top school for music. That was his dream. So that's the kind of impact I want to make for people as far as it's not too late, because this was
0: many years later. Yeah, it's never too late. Yeah.
1: It's never too late. That's
0: right. No. No. And, you know, I think... (sighs) The whole, I, like, I keep trying to come up with a way that we can integrate um, concussion awareness into schools. Like, you know, e- the beginning of each year, you do a simple list of questions like you just said. Have you, you know, fallen mm-hmm. off a bike? Have you been in a car accident? Because if we can find those, like, they've, they've often gone gone misdiagnosed or undetected. So if we can, like, find those and address those, um, that child won't get left behind in school, right? Because they're going to struggle, they're going to start having learning problems, they're going to get written off as a learning or a behavioral problem. Um, so that's kind of one of my missions is like, how can we identify these things sooner, um, so that someone doesn't have to go half their life um, struggling with those mm-hmm. symptoms.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's brain injury awareness and recognizing that our brains are soft. They're as soft as butter or jello somewhere in there. And our skulls are very hard. Just understanding that anatomy and that we're not designed to hit our heads at all. I mean, maybe rams, they have some spongy bone and woodpeckers have this spring mechanism mm-hmm. to protect them. Human skull is not designed. It has many sharp, bony ridges. And so, you think about, and we've worked with football players in retired NFL, I mean, they have um, severe brain injury and damage to the temporal lobes, which can cause the anger and irritability and mood problems that you see. Like you said earlier, it's not always um, a moral issue or a personality issue. It's a brain issue. Their brains are damaged. Um, And in schools, you know, we have a program called Brain Thrive by 25, and it's it's a course that's free that some of the doctors and some of the um, brain health coaches at and clinics will go around to schools and start teaching some of this and showing pictures of brain scans. It's really helpful for uh, preventing drug and alcohol use because you can have a visual on what someone who has been drinking or using drugs, what their brain looks like. It looks like it's full mm-hmm. of holes.
0: Yes, yes, so yeah,
1: hoping understand
0: yeah go ahead, right, so we
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we wanna make sure just that um we we help kids and adults understand how their brains work um. And if I think that that's where brain envy comes in, Dr. Amen talks a lot about brain envy, and it's like loving your brain. And and uh, I felt that when I scanned my brain when I started working at Amen Clinics, and it wasn't as good as I thought it was going to look. <laughs> and so I went on this mission to improve it. I was like, oh my goodness. Um, as I remember falling, I was an active kid. I fell out of trees, hit my head, um, and skateboarded and without a helmet. And it was just, you know, uh, it's it never lost consciousness. But uh, you could see the impact from past brainage, mild brain injuries, and it was cumulative. And it wasn't sleep apnea. It wasn't low hormones. Um, but what actually helped my scans in particular was to look at diet and i did a mm-hmm. ketogenic diet 4 months later rescan and the holes had been filled in and i was feeling much clearer and better energy more focus that was a key for me
0: mhm yeah and you know you've talked about getting blood um lab testing done and uh that's something you know that can't be stressed enough too just and, and not just like the basic stuff you get at your doctor's office, you need to go a little deeper than that and get a, get a larger panel done. Um, but your blood really can tell you a lot, especially if you have something metabolic going on in addition to a brain injury um, you know, there's so many systems that can be off and, you know, you combine those together and it's, it's an even bigger recipe for, you know, problems. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, I think the biggest lesson, though, today is just, you know, the underlying your symptoms are a symptom. They're not the underlying the root cause. The brain injury is the root cause. Mm -hmm. And if we can address the brain injury, we can help diminish those symptoms. Um, You know, I know for me, working with functional neurology within the first week, I definitely felt improvement with my vision. The eyes were working together again. But then, you know, it took another like eight to 10 months of doing my exercises at home um, yeah. to continue seeing results. You know, they were a little more slow, I guess you could say, where the eye stuff was more immediate. Um, but over time, you know, the cognition improved, balance improved, memory improved. And eventually, like that, the depression just, I mean, You know, I think everybody has depression at some point in their life, you know, no matter how healthy you are, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. everybody deals with it at some point in their life. It's just, I think with brain injury, we're more prone to feeling depressed and um, Mm -hmm. I can't think of the right word, um, frustrated, Mm -hmm. you know, because we don't feel good. And when you're not feeling good. You know, that's, it's just a vicious cycle, chronic pain, um, depression, Mm -hmm. PTSD. Um, so, you know, the finding the help you need. And, um, I know, I know quite a few people who have had the SPECT imaging done and it just validates the way you're feeling and Mm -hmm. you really can address those specific problem areas.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, right. and it's, it's helped validating for the person, it's validating for their family members, so some may be second guessing why aren't they functioning because the hit to their head maybe wasn't all that bad. Maybe they just bonked their head on the car door. However, they had had a number of hits to the head previously, fell off the horse a few years prior and, and hit their head and uh, fell on the ice and had a motor vehicle accident. Um, you know, our veterans have IED blasts. It's a signature wound of war, and that's not always a hit to the head directly, but it's a concussive force. And these, you know, even whiplash is enough to jostle and shake the brain to bruise and cause damage. You know, there was um, a study done, really interesting, Theodore Roth, 2013 in the journal Nature, that demonstrated real-time, coverage of a brain being injured. Unfortunately, it was these little mice brains. Um, but he implanted these these intracranial microscopes in the mouse brain and watched real-time footage as these mice got concussed. And this the, the meningeal tissue, which is like this thin layer that surrounds and protects the brain, was torn and allowed blood cells and torn tissue to leak through into the brain and cause more inflammation and damage so essentially there was you could witness this happening this sort of like a fire that hadn't been put out and continues to smolder and he Mm -hmm. watched that for it would last for uh, days and uh, you know the the thing is what he did next is applied glutathione which is the body's main antioxidant to the mouse skull uh, and it it quenched some of that inflammation. And if applied immediately, there was 67% less cell death. If applied within three hours, there's 50% less cell death. And so we have this window of time after someone hits their head uh, in which to act. And so in the book, I have this TBI first aid kit, which I think everyone should have in their first aid kit because you never know when you are at home or on the trail or riding your bike or something, you have to hit your head, if you apply these nutrients immediately, that will quench inflammation and cell death. Um, and you don't have to use top glutathione, which, which is difficult to get. And The human skull is much thicker than the mouse skull. However, there's something called NAC or N-acetylcysteine, which is a precursor to glutathione. And they took these veterans these um or actually they weren't veterans, this was active military, so they were in the field in Iraq, and eighty one of them men and women, if they had a concussion like an i e d blast went off, they would be carried or run to the medic and given an n a c fairly large dose, like four grams, and then they were given two grams twice a day for four days and then one and a half grams twice a day for another two days. So for a full week and after a week, uh, they found that um, 80% of them who had had NAC had recovered uh, from their symptoms, whereas 42% who weren't given NAC recovered. So tells us there's something we can do immediately. And that's something I'd like for everyone to hear about and to change the the way we view acute brain injury, because maybe we can quench some of that damage immediately and prevent post concussive syndrome, even if we don't know how bad it is at the time of injury.
0: You know, NAC is something that I accidentally stumbled upon. Um, I was having, um, like, I had all this mucus in my throat. I didn't have a cold, but I was like mucusy. And somebody yeah. suggested NAC because it's also been known to help relieve mucus. Um, Mm -hmm. It's actually used with like cystic fibrosis patients. And so I started using it and it really helped. And then, and then like months later, I learned that it was actually really a really good supplement for um, brain injury health. And so I've Mm -hmm. continued taking it. I take it every day. Um, I'm like, well, at least I'm preventatively using it now, you know? (laughs) So um, it was just (laughs) something I didn't even know I was you know, helping my brain with it. So yeah.
1: Glad you stumbled across that. It's great. It's actually I think there's fifty plus studies uh well designed for uh different brain conditions from uh addiction addictive behaviors, cannabis, cocaine to trichotillomania, which is pulling hairs out, sort of a self harm behavior and depression, of course, and anxiety and it just it's so good because many of these conditions, the common pathway is inflammation. And we want to come back to treating the cause, looking at the source. And I'm so glad you found functional neurology because, you know, that physical piece or resetting the nervous system,
0: um,
1: there's no supplement for that. Uh, There's hyperbaric oxygen won't cure that, but I, you know, hormonal deficiencies. It's like each of these areas, uh, that's what I, I, I think works the best with brain injury is kind of combining approaches. So looking at the physical piece, looking at um, labs and deficiencies, including, you know, zinc and iron and vitamin D uh, inflammatory markers, HSCRP hemoglobin A1C, uh, which is blood sugar. Um, looking at the hormonal deficiencies looking at diet, diet's key. If we don't have a healthy diet, we're eating sugar, excess carbohydrates. The brain and the body is going to be in more of a pro-inflammatory state. And there's certainly a number of studies showing if you are eating a more higher sugar diet, that uh, at least in rat studies, that there's more symptoms of brain injuries, more symptoms of concussive uh, behavior after the brain injury than if there was not a high sugar diet. So that's what I think helps the most is combining all of these approaches and then adding hyperbaric oxygen as a boost if needed. And if you can afford it and do it, you have the time to, hyperbaric oxygen is a great treatment to do immediately as well. But uh, because it's time intensive and costly, I often recommend people layer that in after they get Sort of the chemical soup fixed, with yeah. Lower inflammation and structural integrity. So.
0: Well, Dr. Chapik, this has been really, really informative. Thank you so much for being here today, and um, the anyone listening, I do have the link to his book in my show notes. Um, again, <clears throat> excuse me, it's called Concussion Rescue, and you can find that on Amazon. And so just. Thank you again for being here today. I really appreciate you taking the time to share with our listeners.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure, Amy. Uh, I hope it helps some of your listeners. And remember that it's never too late to at least try to
0: heal the brain yeah. from brain injury. Absolutely, such such a valid valid point. There's an it's never too late. Um, I was two and a half years out and I've met people five, 10, 15 years out that have seen drastic recovery. So never too late. So thank you everyone for listening today. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, you can... Find previous episodes at facesoftbi.com, and you can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, our heart radio, um, whatever your favorite streaming platform is so that you never miss an episode. Another big thank you to the Functional Neurology Center for being our sponsor. Find them online at thefnc.com. And don't forget to join Amy's TBI Tribe on Facebook. And you can follow me at Amy Zelmer on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you for being part of my journey. I will see you all again next time. Have a great day, everyone.